It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing God's praises in the morning, to declare God's goodness in the evening. And one of the most winsome spiritual leaders I ever knew was a man who had somehow found the secret to abundant life. And he often summed it up with a little saying that he had picked up somewhere. He often repeated, and even at the last, the final letter that he wrote me just before he died, he closed with the words, your friend with an attitude of gratitude. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. The first step in being grateful is to appreciate abundance. It takes no faith, no sense of reality to see scarcity. However much we have, we can always focus on what we don't have. What we have is what we have. What we don't have can be as much as we can imagine it to be. We can create scarcity simply by enlarging our vision of what we don't have. Scarcity is most often about what might have been. Abundance is all about what is and what may still be. As he prepared to leave the children of Israel, the old prophet Moses charged them to remember, to remember from whence they had come, to remember that their ancestors had been slaves in Egypt, and that God by a strong hand had brought them out of slavery and had led them through the wilderness and had provided for them day by day what they needed, so that when they came to the land of promise, And when they began to experience prosperity there, they would never forget that it was God who had brought them there, that it was God who had given them the ability to work, to earn, to grow, to multiply. Moses wanted them to remember not to take for granted one blessing to know that their life, the good life, was not an entitlement, but it was a gift. So how about you and I? How do we see our lives? From a perspective of scarcity or from abundance? How do we see ourselves? How do we see our church, our community, our world? Appreciating abundance requires, first of all, that we simply open our eyes and see it for what it is, both in its present form and in its potential. And there I am reminded of George Washington Carver, the wizard of Tuskegee. Dr. Carver was a child of slaves. 
He knew poverty, and even as a professor at Tuskegee Institute, he worked without the usual tools and resources of scientific research. Even so, he was amazingly productive. He saw potential in the smallest, most common of things, peanuts, sweet potatoes, the red clay from the north part of Macon County. A story was told by some of his students about a time when uh, Dr. Carver, they and Dr. Carver were on a field trip and the old truck in which they were uh, riding broke down uh, somewhere in the sandlands of South Alabama. And one of the students remembered that they were fretting and sweating about uh, what they were going to do, but, but Dr. Carver had retired over to a, a, a nearby shade tree. And he was completely undeterred, non-anxious. And the student said he was over there under that tree, and he was on the verge of figuring out how to make ice cream out of sand spurs. (laughs) An attitude of gratitude. When all is said and done, seeing God's abundance depends upon our looking for it. And so I would encourage you, I would encourage us to open our eyes to the reality of the abundance with which we have been blessed in our families, in our church, in our community, in our country, in this world. We have so much Let us not take one thing for granted. The first step toward being grateful is to get over the idea that we deserve anything. We must move beyond the point where we take anything for granted. Only then will we be able to see things as they really are. In the gospel lesson today, there are ten lepers. And as lepers, they are, of course, outcasts. Woods elaborated on that last week in his sermon in the contemporary service, how as lepers they were just forbidden to be a part of the community. They had to keep their distance. They had to live apart. And Jesus approaches these lepers, and they approach him, and they begin to shout out, Have mercy on us! And Jesus instructs them to go and show themselves to the priest, which would be proof of healing. And as they go, they are healed. And one of them, one of them, turns and comes back falls before Jesus, and with a loud voice praises God and thanks Jesus for the healing. And Jesus says, well, where are the others? Where are the others? And we don't know why they did not come back. Maybe they were so excited about the cure that they just ran away in enthusiasm Maybe they were so eager to go and show their friends and families that they were well, to show the priest to get release, to live again with the community perhaps. Or it could be 
that because they knew that they were part of the chosen ones, they were Jews, they were a part of God's chosen people, that somehow they regarded this healing as simply a return to normal, as things being put back the way they should be. And they saw nothing exceptional in it, perhaps. Perhaps they took it for granted. Whatever the case for the nine, the one turned back. And Luke notes that he was a Samaritan. Here was a man who was living with a double sense of being an outcast. Not only was he a leper, he was not a part of the chosen people, or at least the chosen people did not regard him as a part of their community. And maybe this one realized the magnitude of what he had received. And so he turned back and gave thanks. And Jesus said something very amazing to this man. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Well, of course, it was Jesus who healed the man. But here is Jesus commending this man, applauding his faith, and saying to him, because you have realized the abundance of God's grace, because you have cared enough to give thanks to God, because you have praised God for the source of your healing, as the source of your healing, then you have received the greater blessing. You are well in the full sense of the word. You are a part of God's people. You are a part of the community. You are blessed. Thanksgiving makes a difference. It makes a difference in our lives. An attitude of gratitude leads to at least three things. The first is that if we are truly thankful, we do not neglect the things for which we are thankful. We cherish them. We attend to them. We care for them. We support them. We do not take them for granted. This little one this morning who is so precious... She will not be forgotten or overlooked or neglected. Her family loves her, and she is precious. And so it is for the, with the things for which we are thankful, whether it's our family, our friends, our church, our health, our community, our country, our job, whatever it is, if we truly appreciate it, we will exercise good stewardship over it. And here I want to speak candidly for just a moment about our church. And I say this as one who's still somewhat of a newcomer, who's still seeing things, discovering things for the first time. Through the years, I have seen and I have been a part of many great churches. And I've learned to recognize greatness in a church. And I hope that every one of us here realizes just how precious is the gift 
that is this church. I trust that none of us feels entitled to this. I admonish all of us not to take this for granted. We are such a blessed people. Do you realize this? Some of you have been here all of your life. You know this to be the way it is, but it doesn't have to be this way. But it is. God has graced us and blessed us here. How unseemly it would be for us not to show up, not to give our support every time and every way we can. If we are truly aware of the ways that God has gifted us, we will not neglect the things with which we are blessed. Indeed, we will share them. We will give out of the abundance so that others can share the blessing. Speaking again as one whose eyes are seeing things for the first time, I believe that one of the greatest attributes of Dauphin Way is its generosity of spirit and service. I love our mission statement, to make disciples who make a difference. We are not content to leave things as they have been. We see the possibilities. We want to make a difference. We care about making a difference. And there is within this very quality a further opportunity to share. And so I challenge us not just to, to, to not just share the ministries of our church with others, but to share our church with others. To share ourselves, to share the whole of who we are in Jesus Christ. You see, I am convinced that there are people in Mobile who need not just to be served by Dauphin Way, but to serve in Dauphin Way and to serve with Dauphin Way. And we need to share the whole of who we are with them and invite them. If we truly value this, we need to share it. True appreciation for what we have requires that we share the great gift with as many people as we can. So I guess what I'm saying is invite your neighbors, invite your friends, invite your family members, invite strangers if you have opportunity to come and be a part of this ministry with us. We have this gift. We dare not keep it to ourselves. Finally, if we are truly grateful, we should simply take time to say thank you. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And we honor God by heartfelt expressions of gratitude. Our worship is made complete when we lift our hearts in praise to God and in thanksgiving. The Lord may not need our appreciation, but I believe the Lord delights in it. 
And so when we gather in those places where we will celebrate Thanksgiving this year, I challenge us, let's agree that we will really give thanks. Let's agree that we will take stock of the good and of all the possibilities that are ours. Whether we are at home or in some other place, let us agree that we will give and receive hospitality with true gratitude. Let us not take one thing, not one moment, not one person for granted. Let us resolve that with God's help, We will give special attention, special care, special investment in all of those resources with which God has gifted us. Let us share. Let us share. And let us say to the Lord, to one another, to those many who bless us and in so many ways serve us. And those whom we are privileged to serve, let us remember to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen.